So what's happening now are people are having trouble getting it up, staying stimulated, getting wet, um, getting off, uh, needing help, as they say, with pills. Welcome to the Secret Life Podcast. Tell me your secret. I'll tell you mine. Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, we're pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll hear about what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave? Or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing? Join me each week taking a deep dive into one subject, exploring the how, the what, the when, the where, and the why of it all. Get ready for a more focused and revealing journey into the human experience, this new chapter of Secret Life, and I am excited you are along to enjoy the ride. And today, we are talking about, dun-dun-dun, porn, fantasy versus reality, the intimacy killer. Okay, okay, I have been dying, dying, to do this episode. I have been wanting when we were doing interviews, people to reach out about porn. And I've had people reach out, but it wasn't in the same realm of talking about the fantasy and reality of porn because I have a different thoughts about porn. Listen, I love porn. Porn's great. Porn's wonderful. Enjoy your porn all you want. But when I deal with porn and relationships, porn and sex addiction, porn and sex and love addiction, or even love addiction. It affects the human brain differently. So here's the deal. Here's my thoughts on it. You can take it or leave it. Obviously, change change the podcast if you want. But here's the thing I see, and I'm seeing it more and more and more. It's that people are watching porn a lot. And when you watch porn a lot, it's very hard to separate the intensity, the escapism of what's on the screen to what's in re- in in front of you with an actual person. So what's happening now are people are having trouble getting it up, staying stimulated, getting wet, um, getting off, uh, needing help, as they say, with pills, uh, needing extra toys, lube. I mean, it is really, and I'm talking at the beginning of relationships. I have had couples that have been together for 15 plus years. Yes, you, after you've been together for a while, you have to spice things up, bring things in. But at the beginning of a relationship, That shouldn't be necessary. You're at the beginning of a relationship. So if you're already doing that and you're struggling having intimacy, keeping arousal, that's an intimacy problem. 
probably within yourself. So I like to look at what's keeping you from intimacy. And just so you know, let's be clear. I'm just not talking intimacy sexually. I'm talking there's five types of intimacy. There's spiritual intimacy, social intimacy, intellectual intimacy, physical intimacy, and emotional intimacy. So there's five types of intimacy, and I'll do an episode about that. But there's more than one type of intimacy. So yes, we're talking more on the sexual intimacy and emotional intimacy. So those are the two I'm hitting kind of today. So with porn, it keeps you from emotional intimacy to the person in front of you. And yes, you're going on the physical because you're leaning more into that, but it also keeps you from the emotional intimacy. And most people on this planet, before they have real physical intimacy with a partner, they see porn first. So earlier age they see porn. And now I even said in past episodes when I've talked to guests, you know, boys are seeing porn as young as six years old because those gaming systems, you can watch porn on them. So a lot of parents I talk to, I ask if I'm working with their young sons, I said, when do you, when do your son watch, play video games? And they're saying, oh, he had a gaming station at like four. And I'm like, oh God, that's not good. Um, or five. And I said, okay, do you know when he watched porn, especially if there's a game addiction or huffing or some kind of addictive state? I say, when did it start? And it usually started in video games. And then when I finally talk to the young kid, it's usually they watch porn very young, very, very young. So kids now are watching porn at six seven, eight, and my son's five. So that means if I'm not very, very careful, he could watch porn in literally six months because he turns, well, it's January. So actually he turns six in April. So four months. And we are diligent because of the work Mark and I do. We are diligent what he watches. We do not have a gaming station. We have parental guidance. We are very diligent because we work with so many young young boys and work on this issue. So anyways, back to what I was saying. So young boys are even seeing it. Even but I saw, I, I've talked about Romeo and Juliet, um, um, Taming of the Shrew, even Shakespeare. I saw plays so young about romance and things I shouldn't have been watching and just movies, rom-coms too young. My parents came from the generation of, you know, like educate your child. And I'm like, I did not need to be seeing this when I'm that young. I know why you do it, but it's my brain was already rewiring. I saw Playboys um, just too much, too much. It was my brain wasn't ready to go into that fantasy state. I even started masturbating so early because of those images. So what I'm trying to say is porn this day and age, and even for myself, actually became my reality. It was easier for me to connect to porn than it was for me to connect to a real person. That actually became the fantasy. Does that make sense? So for a lot of people, they can get off and connect more to porn than they can to a real person in front of them. They actually shut down. 
that becomes the fantasy. It's almost too obtainable. It's it's too much. It, it's like, ah, they don't know what to do with it. So porn is much more, ah, it's, it's, it's relaxing. It's easy. It's, you can get off quicker. It's just more stimulating. It's a bigger high. It's all of this. And a real person is pressure. It's too vulnerable. It's too raw. It's scary. You, your body probably tenses up and you can't release and all of that. So actually porn most of the time now kills intimacy. It doesn't open up a relationship. It really doesn't. And I'm working with this new client I have that is a full-blown sex addict, full-blown. And he's done everything you can ever imagine. And I was talking to him about his intimacy issues. And I said, when did you start looking at porn? And he specifically said it was at such a young age that it became a part of his rewiring and that he can't do anything without it. So that is his reality. And a lot of people think, oh, porn really opened up my sexuality. And actually, it doesn't. Yes, it is an art form. It is entertainment. It's part of the human experience. I understand all of that. I don't think anything is wrong with it. Used in a certain area. But do I think it's overexposed now? It's everywhere. It's it's literally rewiring our kids. It's an epidemic at this point, especially for young boys. CNN did a whole thing about it a couple of years ago that it is an epidemic. It is going to actually kill humanity, they believe. It's going to actually stop people from having kids and procreating. It's going to ruin humanity. They believe porn is going to ruin humanity. And it wasn't a bunch of like um, Christians, because I'm not religious at all. I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. But it wasn't like a religious thing. It was that people are stopping actually having sex and they're turning to porn to get off and they're not having real relationships. And I'm actually seeing that happen with my own eyes, with people, that people are connecting more to devices and not to each other. Even when they're trying to use porn to help them connect, they're still struggling. So I'm asking you to think, how do you use porn? Do you think that is your fantasy or has it actually become your reality? Does it make you feel closer to your partner or does it make you feel more disconnected? Or if you're single, does it keep you out of a relationship? Does it get you off so much that you actually stopped looking for someone outside? Because even when I remember there were moments that I didn't want to connect to Mark, that I then turned to that instead because it kept me like satisfied so I didn't have to intimately connect to my partner. So do you use it as a form to not have intimacy or to keep yourself disconnected from the outside world or putting yourself out there? I don't know. I just want you to think about it because so many, it's just this weird thing where people are like, but it's a freedom and we get to put our sexuality out there and people have always like tried to stifle uh, sexuality. And listen, I think bodies are beautiful and people can do what they want. And But there comes a time when are we being overly exposed and is it actually hurting us? 
and hurting the intimacy we are having with each other and with our loved ones. And I'm just telling you, I am seeing it, that porn now has become the reality and real intimacy has actually become a fantasy and not many people are obtaining real intimacy. And this is how I explain real intimacy. And we are creating a show about it and it's called Intimacy You See, Intimacy, Intimacy. So into me, you see, see me. And people are really struggling right now to see inside of each other. And there's so many disconnections and I'm just seeing it. And so I want to ask you, write back to me, tell me what you think. You don't have to if you don't want to, but I just feel like it's important that we open up this dialogue because I'm seeing it firsthand, struggling with intimacy, struggling to get off, struggling to connect. And one of the main things I'm hearing is that the porn industry is overexposing, especially with our kids, especially with social media. And it's actually a huge deal right now. And it's killing. And I think it's killing intimacy, which if intimacy goes away, then humanity goes away. And I know that's being a little like, Oh, geez, Brianne, that's future tripping over dramatic, but I'm actually seeing it, seeing it firsthand. But here I'm going to do the flip side. I do actually know couples too that use porn in a really healthy way. So I do see that as well. So I'm not going to go full blown that it's a horrible, horrible thing. I have, I do know a couple couples that use it in a very healthy way, but I know in other areas, their intimacy, like emotional intimacy is lacking. And I also know their financial intimacy is lacking as well. So they've uh, disregarded intimacy in other ways. And I'll do my next episode on the five types of intimacy so I can hit that. But I do know in other areas, they're not fully connected. So is that keeping them not fully connected? I don't know. So last horn, is it fantasy or is it reality? Or is it a full-blown intimacy killer? Thank you for listening to Secret Life Podcast. I love to know your thoughts. Send them in on this topic. Or if you have something else you want to talk to me about, send me a note at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.